Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is sponsored by 3 on 3 Hoops Hub. 3 on 3 Hoops Hub has run over 350 3 on 3 basketball leagues for kids since 1997. 3 on 3 is the ideal format for players to get a lot of opportunities, work on all skills and positions, and have fun with their friends. Whether you want to build your program, raise some funds, or start your own business, you can bring 3 on 3 to your community and do it like an expert by learning from the best with 3 on 3 Hoops Hub's free 90-minute training. You can register at the link in the show notes. I've already gone through how well, I feel like I know you, even though I'll, I'll know you better after this talk, <laughs> but being so, you, you mentioned this intentional intentionality. You've said that multiple times, what ways or what are your daily habits that set you up for success? Me personally? Yes. Um, I, well, number one is being able to, the best I can is being able to be just as good of a dad as I am as a coach and a husband as I am as a coach. That's super important to me. I think if I ever get to a point where I can't do that, then I'm going to find something else to do or find another path to go on because it's, you know, as much as I love basketball, coaching and teaching, it's not worth, you know, I already, we already give a lot of sacrifices with our family, right? With the games and for us, the travel and the season, you know, to, to do it more is just, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, you know, my family's number one. So, um, I try to create a schedule and I kind of have my way that I, you know, go about it, but I try to create a schedule that's going to allow me, um, to be present with my, my kids, four-year-old daughter, one-year-old son, as much as I can when I'm home. And then, um, when I'm not home or they're asleep, that's when I do my work. Um, and so for me, r- recently, my daily, my habits have been, um, I just started listening to, um, uh, the reading of the Bible every morning. Um, I haven't, I haven't been reading it. I've been listening to it, which has been really interesting. Uh, yeah. and has been really cool. So on my way to work, I listen to it. Is, um, do you use the Bible app? No, I actually you- uh, listen to a podcast. Um, I'm not Catholic, but it's by a Catholic priest. I know who you're talking about. Father Mike. Mike. Yeah. 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 His voice, man. <laughs> He's great. And then he has really good feedback and, commentary, and breakdown yeah. commentary. I yeah. That's good. So good. So, so that's what, so I wake up and, you know, for me, sleep is also very important. I think sleep is, you know, I listened to a podcast by the sleep expert that pretty much said, if you're not sleeping enough, if you're not sleeping, you know, seven, eight hours a night, you're, you're killing, literally killing yourself. You'll, you'll live five to 10 years less. Yeah. It's yes. crazy. Yeah. Yes. So I sleep is important. So I pretty much set my alarm for seven to eight hours after whatever time I go to sleep. Um, and so I get that sleep. Sometimes I wake up early. If there was no game the night before, I, I wake up early and I go into the office because it's quiet and I can get some work done. But so I wake up early. I'll go to um, I listen to my listen to the Bible on the way in. I'll get to my desk and I'll you know start my work, whatever my film is, um, you know, preparing for uh, the next opponent, which is a big part of uh, my job, my role uh, here. And then. Usually by that time, we either have some meetings or some type of discussions to get ready for practice, um, go out to the practice court, uh, you know, and that's how I prepare my drills if I have any that day, 
uh, then we'll go out to the practice court and, and practice. And, you know, for us, the day is usually over by two o'clock in the afternoon. And so I'm able to come home, spend time with the kids. And then if there's any work that I have to do, you know, after dinner, after the kids go to bed, th then I do that. So that's a, you know, non game day when I'm at home. Um, and it looks pretty similar on the road and game days are pretty similar as well. You mentioned, uh, you know, basically keeping the main thing, the main thing. And the moment that you feel like you, you're not like you've kind of lost it, right? Like you, you got to redirect. I'm, I'm going through uh, Ecclesiastes right now. And so you got Solomon here, the richest, wisest dude in the world, basically talking about how everything that he's strived for, what the people strive for, these earthly successes, he says, it's all vanity. Mm -hmm. Like it's not anything that, that will matter, you know, in the long run. But then, but then there's that other side of that, of being excellent with what you do what what's that balance of striving for success and climbing a ladder but then also keeping the main thing the main thing how hard is that yeah it's difficult it's it's been difficult for me and you know I, I think even <laughs> some people perceive me as like this ultimate like ladder climber like I'm always trying to like get to the next thing move because I've had a lot of jobs and you know I've been you know a coach at every level um, and I think early on in my career, I've been coaching, this is my 10th year. I just finished my 10th year coaching. Early on in my career, that was definitely the deal. Like I was just like, yeah, pretty kids. I was just trying to get there, <laughs> trying to get there, you know, and listen, my ultimate goal is to be a, to be a head coach. Um, and, um, but you know, I don't go around every day talking about like, I'm, I can't wait to be a head coach soon, you know, and uh, to me, it's about daily habits and trying to get better. And, um, Whatever that, whatever that means for that time and that season, sometimes that's like getting better X's and O's wise. Sometimes that's reading about leadership or culture or teaching. Um, sometimes that's like just trying to figure out how to help the players get better, how to help the players I'm working with get better. And so for me, ultimately, it's about how can I grow the most um, and get better? And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a person of faith. And so to, to achieve and, and want to achieve is about using the gifts that, that I believe that God has given me to further his kingdom ultimately, right? And so um, if I can make it not about me and, 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 and the same thing for my family, like I, I love working hard and, you know, my, we're a basketball family, but I love working hard and doing the best I can for my wife and my kids. Um, and, and that's important to me. And so um, there are times where I make it about me because I'm not perfect and I'm like, I want to work hard because I want people to know how hard I work and how, you know, how good I possibly can be. And so that, that definitely creeps in, but that's not the ultimate thing. The ultimate thing is to grow as much as I can and then use the gifts that I've been given, you know, to, um, you know, make the Lord known and, you know, to do the best for my family and whatever team I'm a part of that, that, that's all that matters to me. I think ultimately it's, it's being the best at where you're at. And when, when people do that, they typically do. Like, I, I would never have thought you as a person that's just climbing, but you, the gifts that you've been given and how hard you work and the value that you bring, it's amazing how doors open up when, when you do that. But then when, when, like, when you are a believer, I think your why is just, a, it's just at a different level than just success. But, you know, my point to saying that is, is, you're 10, probably around 10 years younger than me or, or close to that. 
and you're an NBA assistant coach. You know, like, like it's yeah. incredible what you've done. You know, I'm 40 years old and I'm the head coach at Grapevine Faith Christian School. We have 350 kids, but I've never felt called or led to do anything else. Not that I'm not open to it. I've just never felt it. So my, and I, my pastor said this a few weeks ago, maybe like the coaches out here that are listening to this, that are, are at a smaller school or at a job where there's not that much notoriety in it, or maybe we're called to be exactly where we are. And, and, and that's where it goes back to be the best at where you are. And then in your case, man, I, I, I do just from, knowing of you and knowing some of your habits, even in 30 minutes of talking with you, like there's something different, something special. Uh, but I don't know, just some thoughts I had while you're talking. Yeah, no, not, I get asked all the time um, by people who want to get to this level or, you know, want to get to a high level in college basketball um, about like, how, how do I do it? Or can you help me? Or, you know, all those things. and What's happened for me is, if we're being completely honest. Let's do that. I, I went to Butler, right? I played for Brad Stevens. And um, I was fortunate to have a good career and be on a really good team. And I tried to be the best leader I could. I tried to be a great person in the community. And I, I do think that people recognize that in me. And so I was fortunate to get a head coaching job in high school right after I graduated. Um, and then I went and took a college job at the University of South Alabama with a Butler, with, a, with a Matthew Graves, who was an assistant when I played at Butler. He got the head coaching job, asked me to come with him. And then three months into that, Brad Stevens left the, the uh, Butler to go to the Celtics. And so without Brad going to from, from Butler to the Celtics, my NBA career and where I'm sitting right now, I, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I, 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 don't, I think it's very unlikely. My path would look a lot different. And so for me, without that foot in the door, I, I don't, I'm not sitting where I am, right? Yeah. And so to be in that organization and then get to know some people in the NBA. And again, I, my first year, there's a guy, there's a really good friend of mine now that told me my first year, my first full year in the NBA, he's like, you're not working hard enough. And he's, he was correct. He was 100% correct. You're not working hard enough. This isn't what it's about. You're just kind of living the NBA life and enjoying the NBA. This is about work. To stay around the NBA, you got to work. Mm -hmm. And I really took that and I and I applied that, right? And I just tried to work as hard as I could. And I think people saw that. And so I've been able to make other connections that got me the opportunity to be, an, to, to be a G League head coach. And then a guy that was there in Brooklyn knew the coach of Charlotte. And when Char the coach of Charlotte got the job, he allowed me to go there, right? Um, and... Uh, there was a connection with Coach Carlisle. So when Coach Carlisle got this job, he like, without that, none of this is possible. Um, I could be the greatest coach in the world, but without those connections to get me to where I am, none of this is possible. And so I tell anybody that asks, how do I do it? How do I get there? It is important that you do the best job you can right where you're sitting right now. Because the, the people that you're around every day are the people that can speak to your ability to yeah. do whatever the next job is better than anyone else. And I, so I tell people, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's a, there's a kid that I coached when I was in high school, when I was coaching high school that um, is coaching college. He's trying to, you know, move up as he should. And he wants to, he wants to see if I can help. And I said, I, I'm more than happy to help you, but I have not, I don't talk to you all the time. I have not worked with you since you were a ninth grader and I, and I was coaching you. 
So I can't lend as much as your head coach that you work with currently there can. And so if we're always thinking about what's next, what's next, and we're not putting it like, just like I was my, my first four year at the Celtics, we're not putting the time in and the work in, then we're not, we, you know, it's going to be hard for other people to vouch for our ability to move up. And so uh, I, that's, that's my, for any young coaches or high school coaches or, you know, middle school coaches that want to achieve or want to, you know, get to college or get to the NBA, do the best job you can where you are because those people can help you out more than anybody else can. And, you know, you did, you did have some incredible experiences and not, it's not luck. I mean, you and I know it's not luck. Right. The, the situation that you were in in college, who you're able to work for, uh, and then what he saw. But so you've had some of these gifts, but your character is what allowed you to actually maximize those gifts. And I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, my experience at Baylor and the bad habits that my senior year, I played for Coach Drew his first year at Baylor. We only had six scholarship players after everything bad that happened there. I was one of those groups in some anger and, and resentment and bitterness acquired really bad habits that it was all, it was basically just poor character. Mm. If I would have been uh, catapulted to a position too early in a time or a place where my character would have, wouldn't have allowed me, I would have failed. If I would have been a GA there, or if I would have come back home and been a head coach right after that, I mean, my twenties were a train wreck. Mm. And so my, there, a part of the brilliance in your story is not just this accelerated path that you're on, that you were on, but the fact that your character allowed you to be successful because those, your story isn't the one that we hear very much. The story we hear, or we see movies on, or are these companies that are these churches that have the big time CEO charismatic, but, or, but the character of that individual doesn't match up with the level of opportunity that they've been given and they fall. So I, I think it's really cool to see it all work out for you, but man, a little bit of your, of your experience and, and the, and, and those uh, opportunities, but your character is, is impressive. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about that, the, you know, just the charismatic leaders that we've seen kind of, have too much too soon. And there's a, there's a woman on our staff. She's actually, uh, she has a great connection with PGC, Jenny Busek. She tells me all the time, you don't want to get a job, a head coaching job before you're ready. God's going to put you there when it is your time. If you get one before you're ready, it, it, it's not going to go well. And that's a constant, it's, and it's, it's good. I'm, I'm thankful that she's here. It's a constant reminder for me, but it, it is so true um, because we, we see that all the time. And uh, it's, you know, it makes for interesting stories to listen to and to learn from, but I don't think you want to live it out. <laughs> well, it's so much better to learn from others' mistakes. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.